Geopolitics and Empire is joined by Clay Clark, founder of Thrive15.com and Thrivetimeshow.com, as well as the Reawakening America Tour, among many other projects. He never sleeps. Welcome to Geopolitics and Empire, Clay. Well, I can tell you this. I do sleep about five hours a day. I try to go to bed at nine and wake up at three. So last night, as an example, my kids were out doing some stuff last night. So, um, you know, we got young kids and uh, they got home around 10. So then I woke up at four today. So that's my move. As long as I sleep six hours, I'm pretty solid. So six hours. (laughs) Not too bad. Okay. So we know you're not a a cyborg uh, or robot. And I've I've watched your stuff for the last few years and your level uh, of energy is, is great. And you cover a lot of topics that many of us have been covering, you know, the new world order, globalism, technocracy, corrupt elections, and the esoteric and so forth. And maybe to start to get your assessment on the the progress the globalists are making toward their world government. You know, some people refer to this as well as the Great Reset. Where do you feel we're at? I believe the globalists have made tremendous progress working on the implementation of the Great Reset. I believe they've started this process um, more publicly in 1971 when Klaus Schwab started the World Economic Forum per the recommendation of Henry Kissinger, when they moved us off the gold standard in 1971 per the recommendation of Henry Kissinger, when we moved into the petrodollar per the recommendation of Henry Kissinger, when America began exporting its jobs, because now we find ourselves in a place where America has exported most of its industry to China. And the only thing that we really export anymore as a as a product is the US dollar mm-hmm. and the only thing that we import is everything let me try again the only thing that we export is the US dollar mm-hmm. paper and the only thing that we import is everything right and now brazil russia india china south africa are about ready to roll out their new programmable gold backed central bank digital currency and so right now as we as we speak right now you're watching the banks collapse at this very second their banks are collapsing and uh, they're getting ready to introduce this new, um, this new uh, programmable central bank digital currency. So I would say we're kind of in the final hours. The Titanic has uh, t- taken on water. It's definitely taken on water, right? And now, now the yeah. boat is. It was typically the boats, uh, and I'm and I'm not a naval expert. I'm na- I'm not a, a sea expert, a captain of the sea. But this is typically, Aaron. Correct me if I'm wrong here, okay? You, you do some boating a little bit, a little bit. You're an yeah. outdoorsman. Yes, you've been to Alaska. You've been on a sea cruise, right? Oh yeah, many of them. Typically, this is this is what we would call um, the the water's typically horizontal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Typically. Are we on the same page? Yeah. And then the boat, it's like, hey, everybody, I'm a boat. I'm the Titanic. It's I'm a boat, you know. And when the boat is doing this, instead of going parallel with the water, and it's kind of doing more of like the the vertical look. That's not good. And the water's, you know, going. It's the boat's going down in there. That's when you need your snorkel. And and then Jack and Rose are going. Jack, Rose, Rose, Jack. And the <laughs> violinists are who are playing to the end. They begin falling oh, down yeah. the James Cameron 3D image boat, right. hitting their head on the bars on the way to oh, boom, yeah. boom. You know, then you start to see a smokestack fall into the water, and and there's people going, oh no, oh no. You know, that's that's kind of where we're at. You know. Yeah, you, 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 you mentioned the de-dollarization, and there's a lot of smart people that I interview and, and, and follow, and uh, the opinions seem to be divided where they say that it's going to take a long time, the dollar is very strong, whereas others say, uh, no, you know, it, it can happen overnight, we can end up in, in hyperinflation, and I think the latter is very possible. Uh, what do you think? Well, I think we have to do... And I think it's very important that we do this is that we, you and I, everybody out there listening, that we detach our emotions 
from logic. I think we need to learn that that process. And so who am I speaking to? I'm speaking to myself. You know, I just got off a call a minute ago. I don't want to get into all the details of the call, but the call wasn't a pleasant call. And you know what? I had an interview with you immediately following. Right. So like you heard the call wrapping up the call, the call. Yeah. three minutes ago. It's not a positive call. It wasn't a good call. Wasn't yep. the perfect call, wasn't an exciting call, but it was a call. Mm-hmm. And so my emotional state was pretty low because it was not a good call. You know, most people don't want to do calls that aren't positive. But then you have an interview that's after the call. And the call, your listeners deserve to have a good call, a good show after a bad. So what we do a lot of times is the emotions, the amygdala blocks logic. So let's just get into the facts and we'll start there. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they've all teamed up together to introduce BRICS, which is 41% of the Earth's population. Are, is it, are we all in agreement that yeah. that's a real thing? Yeah, it's, mo- it's a lot of the GDP globally. Yeah. So it's 41%. Yep. Okay. So now in, in these countries, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they've been recruiting, and they just had their annual BRICS event in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And they have 19 countries that are joining BRICS. So we're, we're all, are we on the same page? Yep. No opinions yet, right? Yeah. So now there's more countries who are aligning with BRICS than not with BRICS. Yeah, we're okay. up into like the 70% GDP at this point. And the countries of their in BRICS, you know, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and now Turkey and Mexico and Iran. These countries are now beginning to, to hoard the Earth's gold to Saudi Arabia. And the only reason the U.S. dollar has any value, Aaron, kind of give us a little bit of a history lesson. Why does the U.S. dollar have any value at all right now? Yeah, well, that's because in, like we, you mentioned, in 1974, actually, is when, uh, you know, the gold standard became the thing where it's like, okay, the petrodollar has happened because Kissinger went over and said to Saudi Arabia, hey, we'll go ahead and give you some military. So you're support. saying in 1974, the petrodollar became a thing? Yes. Okay. Okay. So yeah. 1974. Yeah. And they said, you know, we said to Saudi Arabia, you know, we will protect you as long as you make it that oil is purchased f- with the American dollar. And they so, went, cool, we'll do that. Well, that made it the strongest monetary policy out there in the entire world from 1974 all the way up through right about now. And here's the thing, starting in 2017, all of a sudden, all of these countries that became the BRICS nation started buying just incredible amounts of gold. There's been more gold purchased by nations, by the central banks of these nations since 2017 versus the 60 years prior to that. So just in that short period of time, they've bought a lot more gold than they did. Real quick, I just want to interrupt, bro, because I I want to focus on my emotions for a second. second. I feel like what you're doing is you're stating facts which go against my hopium strategy. Oh, Because I want that to not be true. Okay, continue, please. I just want to label you as a negative person. Well, yeah, but now you've got this alliance coming against, I mean, let's face it. There are so many nations out there right now who absolutely want to have nothing to do with the American dollar. They hate America for the supremacy that, you know, financially that we've had and militarily for so many years. And they would love nothing more than to see our nation topple. And honestly, I believe it is actually more of a spiritual thing because we are the nation, you know, Israel was God's chosen people. America was the people who chose God. I believe there is a spiritual element to this where they are coming after, you know, us not even knowing that that's why they're coming after us. But these countries, these godless communist countries, uh, many of them in the power positions are, are coming after us, trying to topple us and take away what makes us so strong. If all of a sudden 
our currency is worth nothing and has experiences hyperinflation. We've already seen inflation unlike we've seen at any time in our lifetime. Now we're going to go into that hyperinflation uh you know issue and when that happens all of a sudden you're not going to be able to buy anything globally that you were previously able to get great pricing on and everything is going to become so expensive you won't be able to afford it and since we import everything and we don't produce anything anymore that will create incredible poverty in america okay. now if it's possible can i pull up a screen share is it possible there sir can i do uh, a let's see a screen uh, share uh, go ahead i think should be possible okay I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up here. I, I, I can hope I don't screw this up here with with negative facts. Okay, so this is the list of the the largest banks in the United States. Mm. So you got Bank of America, yeah, JP Morgan, Bank of America, Citicorp, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, U.S. Bank Corp, Charles Schwab. Things are looking good. Okay, and then you go here and you go, oh, SVB Bank, number 18, 18th largest bank. Oh, uh, defunct. Didn't didn't quite make it. Union Bank, what? You, you uh, uh, what? No, come on. That's you know, and you you scroll down and you look and you start to say, you know, there's banks that are starting to be defunct, and you're starting to see now of the banks that have actually uh, bit the dust and have not done well in the last year mm -hmm. that we know of. We've got Silicon Valley Bank, right? We, that's a, that's a fact. Yep. We've got um, we've got Signature Bank. Credit Suisse. We've got Credit Suisse. We got a Signature Bank, First Republic Bank, and now as of right now, I don't want to you know cause a bank run with speculation, but I'm telling you there are two banks that are big that are discussing also you know collapsing. Well, interestingly, interestingly, just the list that you've stated right there, yeah. the total assets of those banks yeah. is a greater amount than what we saw topple in 2007 and 8. You're being negative. When you had the mortgage meltdown crisis, yeah. that, this is actually already something bigger than 07, 08, which was you know, now, all over the news. But how much are you hearing? Do about you understand that the host of this show invited us on to bring a breath of fresh air and positivity? <laughs> and then you go in there and you start stating facts. Now, watch this, folks. This is this will fire you. Andrew Banks have, like the Bank of England, already prepared their. Someone says, Who is this guy? This is Richard Werner, a top professor described by Catherine Austin Fitz as the world's leading central bank digital currency expert. Listen to what he says. Several central banks have, like the Bank of England, already prepared their microchip implant RFID chip to be implanted under your skin. Mm. Um, now, real quick, I'm going to throw it in my emotional bias. You know why they're doing this? You know why? Why? Because it's all part of the plan. Oh, it is. Because the White Hats secretly... Wait a minute. No, but I mean, there's a little bit of that going on there, isn't there? Oh, no, there's, there's definitely there people saying where that. It's like, oh, yeah. let's play it again, because I just was looking at it from like the blinded... Oh, hopped, optimist, hope you're, you're not going into that 5D chest thing. Again, have you ever right? done the thing where you, you, go, where you go to the dentist? What do they fill your mouth with? What's the thing that it pays silver? No, the stuff you go in, it's like you, they, they try oh, to get Novocaine. You. Novocaine, yeah. yeah. And you're, you got Novocaine brain? <laughs> yeah. And you ever like try talking to your wife or someone in the lobby? You know, you kind of, you're coming at them like, how are you? I'm great. They go, do you have any pain? You're bleeding everywhere. Your face is swollen. <laughs> no, I'm great. I feel wonderful. I don't even think they ain't a dicky thing. Hey, hey. I think a lot of people, that's kind of where we're at. Novocaine brain functions. Central banks have, like the Bank of England, already prepared their microchip implant RFID chip. 
Right. To be implanted under your skin. That's, yeah, you're a um, funny guy. And why is the sudden discussion about universal basic income from all the grassroots and inverted commas movements and billionaires? Oh, universal basic income is the bribe for you to accept the microchip. No. The overarching trend of the 20th century is concentration of power in the hands of the few. That's what we have to keep in mind. We have to work against this. We don't want to have these unaccountable central... Look at him, he's got a white hat on! He's making decisions. We need decentralization. So, so money is evolving from a very binary thing, which is where it is today, to a very complicated, uh, intelligent form of money, which we call smart. He's also got a white hat on. Look at his white hat. Is that a <laughs> the financial system will become so complicated mm -hmm. as AI takes over more and more uh, of the action that no, it will be just too complicated He's for the human mind. currently the number one white hat of all time. Look at his big old white Yuval Noah Harari hat. In the end, the ultimate objective is to essentially wipe all of the banks out no. so that your bank will be the Federal Reserve. You're Sean, this is really a move toward a CCP-style social credit system. That constantly... Anybody in this video wearing a shirt? ...by facial recognition cameras that are able to instantly put a face to a name. Like now the Chinese are also ranked, given a mark out of a possible 950 points. Now the British nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa have announced plans to develop a new currency. Together, we'll be ready to launch the FedNow service between May and... She played Khan in the Wrath of Khan. I feel like she played Khan in the Wrath of Khan. I feel like Together, we'll be ready to launch the FedNow service between May and July of 2023. A uh, key difference in, with the CBDC. No, he definitely played Jabba the Hutt in Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Banks out so that your bank will be the Federal Reserve. Sean, this is really a move toward a CCP-style social credit system. They're constantly so, monitored by facial so, uh, recognition cameras and are able to instantly put a face to a name. So that's that's what's happening. Yeah, let, let me ask you guys. You guys are touching on, you know, those are one of my questions. This whole, uh, as I like to call it, algorithm ghetto, algorithm gulag, social credit system, mark of the beast system. Oh, yeah. Th that's been my biggest fear, uh, you know. I'm banned from I, I'm I'm banned from Patreon, PayPal. People are getting bank accounts uh, shut now, and uh, pretty soon you won't be able to move, work, uh, travel. And I mean, what do we do? You know, what are your thoughts on you know resisting this? Is this inevitable? Uh, what do we do? Well, one thing you can do is you can take this fork and just shove it in your eye to decrease the pain. That's one. <laughs> I just say. It. I mean, we're in a time I, right I have now. An, I have an answer. For no, this. no, I rebuke it real quick. Let me let me rebuke, and then we'll go to you. This is a quick, quick, quick rebuke. Just a okay. quick rebuke. All right, go ahead. I think that we as Christians, I'm a Christian, and we as Christians, a lot of times, we don't like the Bible. I think that we don't, a lot of times we don't, because we like to pick the parts that are not towards the end. And we like to say weird Christian things like, we win in the end, man. So let me just walk you through this, okay? I think anybody out there who knows who Vody Bachman is, okay, or Vadi Bachman, someone's going to argue with me about the pronunciation. It's Vadi, it's Vody. Point is Bachman, okay? He would get up there and tell you, and most people don't argue too much about his theological research. Mm. He would argue that there is no such thing as a pre-tribulation rapture, and he will get into it, and he'll argue with you, and he'll cite the sources, and he'll say it, and he'll get into it, and he'll bring a lot of passion to it. 
And then there's other respected theologians who know just as much, who are just as cited, who say that there is a pre-tribulation rapture. But I would argue that everybody listening right now would benefit by, from reading the actual Bible yourself. So my recommendation today for everybody, I have three calls to action, then we'll go to Mr. Negative here, keeps hitting us with facts. A one is I recommend that everybody, you get out of the fiat currency. And do you have a gold and silver sponsor that you recommend on your show? Do you have somebody that's kind of your guy? No, but maybe you can suggest. Okay, well, I'm just saying, I would recommend that you schedule a consultation with at least two options. Um, and whether you're looking for a realtor or you're looking for a new car or you're looking for a new haircut, I don't know. I recommend you at least look at two options. So one, um, there's a great company out there called Goldline that Glenn Beck told me about years ago. I was a listener to Glenn Beck, you know, and I bought from them for years with no problems. There's also a great company called Beverly Hills Precious Metals that I continue to buy from, bh-pm.com, bh-pm.com. But you, you need to get out of the fiat currency while your dollar still has value. I mean, consider this. Again, we talked about it. The, the First Republic Bank. They started the year, which is four months ago, at $121 a share. They ended this week its share. So, I mean, you can see the exponential collapse of the U.S. dollar and the value of banks. So that would be one is get out of the fiat currency. Second, read Luke chapter 21. Before you, you judge what I'm saying or you agree with Vadi Bachman or you don't or you agree with Jack Hibbs or you don't, you really need to read Luke chapter 21. Matthew chapter 24, you really, you really need to do it. You need to read Revelation chapter 6, and there's much more to the Bible, but you really, really, really need to at least read that so you at least ha can you can pray to God and say, how is that going to happen, okay? And it's really important that you read it yourself. That's Luke chapter 21, Matthew chapter 24, Revelation chapter 6. you got to do that. Second, again, is get out of that fiat currency. I recommend you schedule a consultation with somebody you can trust. And third is it's going to be hard, hard to eat gold and silver, you know? So... I recommend, I mean, just like if you're going to the store and you're going camping for the weekend, mm -hmm. you might, you know, get some tortillas, and chicken and food and kind of stock up because you're going, if you're going camping, you're not going to bring like all the gold and silver you have, hucking it up to the campsite saying, in the events that we don't get back, in the event that we don't get back from this camping trip, I've got my gold and silver, baby. Woo! You know, you want to have food. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I would just encourage you to think about the things like that from a practical level. But Aaron, you're going to have something uh, 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 great to share. I just wanted to share those. Are, that's what I would I would do. I'm trying to have a little bit of fun here, but it is kind of gallows humor from time to time. Sometimes it is gallows humor yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think in, you know, that's great from the natural. I think from the spiritual also, I would say if you're not already right with God, I would take a moment and do that right now. You know, I would confess Jesus as your Lord, because that is the only way to heaven. And ultimately, you know, we're going to end up wrapping this thing up, I believe, in the next 10 years. That's just me throwing a, a number out there. Um, I, I actually could quote some scriptures and show you why I think that, but I won't get too deep into that right now. But I think Jesus is coming back soon, and so you might want to get right with him before he shows up. The last time he came as the suffering lamb, the next time he will come as the lion. So I would uh, I would definitely uh, get right with him from a spiritual perspective. And I would also say that um, I know Clay loves the statement, in the end we win. Well, if you do read to the end of the book of Revelation, um, 
that's where it comes from. Do you think? Do, do you think that most people though know what that means? I think that here's the thing. Physically, I think we may go through um, you know some really hard times here on Earth. But I think you know, like Paul said, though the suffering in my body might be terrible here, it is short lived in comparison to the glory that we will experience hereafter. So um, eternity is very long. Okay, and this life is very short. Let's fight. So let's yeah. fight. Can we? Can I fight with him on this show? Is yeah, okay. Go ahead. Bring it. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> this is big. Um, I grew up in a family where we had no money, and Me my too. and my family would say a lot of stuff like, "You know, God's going to bless us." Never saw it happen. Didn't see it happen in my. And so I did. I didn't see it happen. I didn't see it happen. But you know what? I had a lot of friends of mine whose dads were wealthy, and you know what? They didn't go to church. But you know what they did? They were dentists. <laughs> You know, I mean, seriously, a dentist and a godless banker were the two wealthy friends, the friends of my father, you know, fathers of my friends. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that they were blessed, like, eternally. I'm just saying the reason why they made more money than we did is because dude number one was a part owner of a bank and dude number two was a dentist. You know, so if you look at, like, the Forbes wealthiest people in the world, yeah, none of them are Christians in the top 10. They're not. There's just not. So I think a lot of times we, we say as a culture, well, in God we trust, when we actually mean in money we trust. This is just my little working thesis I have. I think a lot of people say, in God we trust, which is really in money we trust. So I believe that the idea of what it means to be blessed needs to be redefined. So what I'm going to say is to be blessed is to spend eternity with Christ. That is how I would say that. So that's my take. I'd love to get your thoughts. But this, if you're listening right now, I would define being blessed as being in eternity with Christ forever and having, and I define legacy, not leaving my family a monetary legacy, but leaving my family a generational blessing of eternity with Christ. So my job as a dad is to get my five great kids to heaven. And I'd like to get into that's, that's sort of what I view it as. So as I do the reawaken tour and as I lose copious amounts of money and get hit with a lawsuit, and then I get subpoenaed, and I get hit pieces written about me, and uh, the, every single person I've ever met before the age of 20 no longer speaks to me. The vast majority of my family thinks I'm crazy. Rumble comments come in that are super negative all the time. I still believe I'm blessed. So I would just like to ask the question for you and everyone listening is, you know, what does that mean to be blessed right now? Because is it possible that we could be blessed without a financial abundance in America? That, that's the question I would have. Uh, Aaron, what say you? Well, I, I mean, okay, go ahead. You can I was just going to say, I was just going to say, I, I agree with both of you as well as in the, I, I have a similar view or theory that the 2030s, uh, you know, it, it might be uh, the end as well. And, uh, you know, because this is geopolitics and empire, I did want to get your quick thought, uh, something that listeners are always wondering about that we discuss here. You know, we've covered a lot there with the digital technocracy, but real quick, you know, I, I'm expecting there to be a some sort of third world war between East and West. You know, the, the the kings of the 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 kings of the East are coming together. Just real quick uh, thoughts on that. Well, first off, Aaron is often referred to as the kings of the East. Uh, that's just something that that's something that's a nickname of a nickname mine. that I give him from time to time. Um, well, what we're going to see right now, um, and just briefly going through this, okay? So, Silicon Valley Bank, Silvergate, Signature Bank, Credit Suisse, First Republic Bank, those have collapsed. What? Okay, and then PacWest Bank Corp and Western Alliance Bank Corp are on the verge of having some serious financial meltdowns as of right now. 
So what am I saying? You asked me a geopolitical question. What I'm saying is Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they've all teamed up together. And since uh, Brazil signed an agreement saying they're no longer going to use the U.S. dollar to trade oil, and since Russia signed a similar agreement and China, now what's happening is you're seeing things that would have never happened before are happening out in the open. So right now, Russia has moved a war, a team of warships into into uh, in, into the Gulf area, into the region here. And they're now... And they're there at the port of Jeddah, okay? So they're in Saudi Arabia, these Russian ships, you know, right within striking distance they of Israel. Are within striking distance. And Russia's moving missiles into Syria, moving in, you know, weapons into Syria. Um, so you're seeing a, a – so in the Bible, if you read the Bible, and again, I just – I go back to it because it's it's really where I go. I start there to find the truth, and then I work out from the Bible to see what events are happening that align themselves with that. But Revelation chapter 16, verse 12 through 16 says, And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east okay, might be prepared. And then I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the dragon, or it says, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles. Anyway, the Euphrates River is drying up. And I encourage everyone to read Revelation chapter 16, verse 12 through 16. You're seeing that. Aaron, I would love to get your thoughts on the the blessing. Is, mm-hmm. it, is it possible to be blessed uh, absent of financial prosperity? And then I'd love to get your thoughts on the idea of Russia and China now teaming up to do uh, to be a team. Yeah, well, I think when we um, attach a number to it and we're looking at dollars or, you know, whatever that monetary currency is, and we we think of blessing based on a number, I think we have a non-biblical viewpoint of what blessing is. True. So, um, you know, the Bible says that where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And I believe that, you know, the reason that God puts so much emphasis on money in scripture. He literally talks about the the phrase, the offerings of the Lord appears 1100 times in scripture. If you're going to say something and you want people to, you know, know that it's very important to you, you're probably going to say it 1100 times it's in, a good in point. a book you write. So I, I believe that God puts great importance on money because it is such a thing that you can look at it and you can see the motivations of the heart of man. And God doesn't care about money. He cares about your heart. But that being said, as far as blessing goes, you know, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow with it is a verse. Um, So I believe that it can make you rich but it's not going to add sorrow along with it. You see a lot of people, the people you described who are very wealthy, but have nothing to do with God. Jeff Bezos. They may be rich, but I guarantee you they have great sorrow in their lives, you know, because they, their spirit cannot be at rest when they don't have God in their life. So they're going to have great sorrow with it. I would also say that, um, you know, there are a lot of scriptures that talk about, what you do on a day-to-day basis, I mean, you can read the book of Proverbs and it will walk you through like how to actually be successful in life and and really to have blessing in your life. But blessing is so much more than just money too. It talks about, you know, all the relationships you have, your marriage, your relationship with your kids, your relationship with your parents. That is a source of blessing also. So I think using the word blessing 
it's not just a money thing. It's a many different things. Quick addition into what I'm saying. And I, I just happened to go to a lot of churches where the whole thing was about if you give money to the church, you'll make a lot of money. That was that was the overall simplification of a lot of messages I heard. I'm not saying that is in the Bible anywhere. I'm just saying that is the mindset I think a lot of Christians have. That's why I see a lot of people that won't speak out. They say, well, you know, giving's still good. Well, but here's the thing. I mean, there are many, when when I talk about the offerings of the Lord and that it appears eleven hundred times, yep. apparently it's kind of a big deal to God. Yep. So it does talk in there about many different things. It talks about alms. It talks about first fruits. It talks about offerings. It talks about tithes. These are all different ways that you can give in Scripture, and every single one of those, when God talks about it in the Bible, it does say if you give, it gets multiplied when it comes back to you, except for one of them, and that is alms, which is giving to the poor, and he says in that, you give and you get back what you've given. If you guys want, we just got about a minute or two left. And if you want to just, uh, you know, any sure. give us any closing comments, uh, tell us about um, the reawakening tour. Sure. I think there, there's two more uh, spots left uh, and soon in May uh, as well as in August. And so, you know, final thoughts. Well, I'd say if you yeah. go to timetofreeamerica.com right now, um, you can learn all about it. The next one's coming up in May in Miami, Florida. And what we have on the Reawaken America Tour is no teleprompters, uh, no sponsors. And we have speakers that uh, cite their sources and share the truth. So if you want to learn about Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, BRICS, RNA modifying nanotechnology in the shots, uh, potential third world world war, election fraud, medical fraud, religious fraud, CERN, all of that. You're going to learn about that. The Great Reset, all of that will be at the Reawaken America Tour, and that's coming up May 12th and 13th. As of right now, as of this point, before I hopped on the studio uh, mic today, we had four tickets remaining for the Reawaken America Tour in Miami, Florida. Four general, four general mission tickets. You can name your price. Again, you can name your price. And three VIP tickets, and that's at timetofreeamerica.com, May 12th and 13th. Now, we have Las Vegas coming up in August. And that event, those tickets are flying. The ticket requests are flying in right now. A lot of people love to go visit Las Vegas. It's easy to get to. Again, it's August 25th and 26th. You can get those tickets at time2freeamerica.com. <gasps> all right. All the, all, the, all the links will be in the description. And uh, thank you guys for coming on uh, Geopolitics and Empire. Hey, all thank right. you, brother. Have a great day. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this Geopolitics and Empire podcast. The website is geopoliticsandempire.com, and I encourage you to sign up for the free email list that goes out with each podcast and every weekend with a collection of news headlines. The newsletter and website are our last lines of defense. We're being censored and deplatformed. It's nearly impossible to find Geopolitics and Empire on the Google search engine. We've been blacklisted. YouTube frequently takes down our videos with strikes, Facebook restricts our page, Reddit and Twitter take down posts, and after the Associated Press mentioned geopolitics and empire in a 2021 article co-written with NATO, our Patreon account was terminated. Vimeo also terminated our Pro account. The best free way to help geopolitics and empire is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or elsewhere and subscribe to all of our media channels. You can find the video broadcast now on five platforms, Odyssey, Rockfin, Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon. You can find the audio broadcast on the podcast ecosystem, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, and so on. My current favorite social media channels are Twitter and Telegram, but you can also find us on Gab, MeWe, Minds, Float, VK, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Finally, Geopolitics and Empire is in dire need of funding to continue. You can leave a donation, purchase a consultation with the host, or become a member to receive additional benefits. We also produce a weekly broadcast called Dissident Thinker for members and Rockfin subscribers only. 
We will continue to fight the good fight come hell or high water. Thank you for listening.